Hello and welcome to the big kickoff on the 9th of August. <laughs> deadline <laughs> Don't get that day. D- D-9th. Yeah, deadline day today. Glenn, what did you think of it? Um, yeah, it, it was good for the everyone except the big boys, especially uh, everyone doing really well today, but uh, very boring overall. <laughs> Dave, you're not impressed? I know. As you said, plenty going on, probably lower half slash people who now think they're in the top six. Yeah. Uh, that the, are starting the best to of the rest end. yeah but no plenty of happening but not not in the big boys right they all were fairly quiet and it's the it's the first time since the transfer window came in in 2003-2004 when the transfer window was summer and winter that a team didn't buy a player which is Spurs what do you make of that uh, well, you know, you had a bad transfer window when Burnley has spent more than you on one oh, transfer. No, 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 Even Shamrock Rovers probably spent more. Not necessarily. Um, for me, Spurs, yes, I'd be a little bit worried that they didn't bring in something fresh. But at the same time, it was very much keeping what they had, just in case your Canes or Ali's or any of them were taken away. It was a little bit of that for me. But at the same time, yeah, you've got to be worried. It could be a whole bit like Arsenal. We have to hold for a year or two with the new ground and then we can go crazy next year. Um, are they still good enough to potentially get into top four? Yeah, I think so. Providing yeah. they all stay fit and what have you, and they keep the form. So, but I, I'd be a little bit apprehensive. Bit of morale, though. Sometimes you need new players in 100%. just to keep you sharp, isn't it? One hundred percent. I'd be a l- just a little bit cagey. But listen, if they get going and Kane and a few of the boys are ready to rock, yeah, it could be interesting. Right. So it's a Premier League special. That's Ooh. all we're dealing with today. The Premier League starts tomorrow with a big game between Leicester City and Manchester United, a mid-table clash. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk more about that later on tonight's show we have uh, Norton, Nathan three deluded fans yeah Nathan Warnock <laughs> the real supporters Nathan Warnock from the Irish Crystal Palace Supporters Club Jay Coleman from the Burnley FC Irish Clarets and we'll have Paul Nealon who Can is from, from an Evertonian from Irish Football Fan TV Dave what song are we going to play I'll keep talking <laughs> and I'm only messing uh, uh, short and sweet because we've uh, to try and fit a lot in it's Blur with song two And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. On the line, we have Nathan Warnock from the Irish Crystal Palace Supporters Club. Looking forward to a brand new season. Who would have knew they had one? (laughs) (laughs) Nathan, welcome to the big kickoff. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. Listen, transfer deadline day. What did you make from a Palace point of view? Uh, We didn't lose Zaha, so it's a blinding success. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> is there is there anyone that you would have liked to get in uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek yeah. yeah he was yeah. so good for us last season but to be honest it was more of a dream but I'm happy with IU it's another option off the bench because squad depth last season killed us so we can't really moan as Palace fans and believe me we love to moan <laughs> <laughs> is, um, is is Jordan are you is, is he going to do much for you that like you have Ben Teke obviously hasn't been a huge success mm. is he just going to be slightly better than Ben Teke like I mean are, you're really looking for a goal scorer in, in, in that team aren't you 
Well, I mean, obviously, look, it's obvious Benteke had an absolute mare last season. There's mm. no getting away from that. But in pre-season, he's been sharp. So I think Ayu will offer cover for our wingers like Townsend and Zaha, maybe uh, Jeffrey Schlupp. So I, I don't know how, where Ayu would play, but he's definitely a forward player that we may need if we do have an injury like we did with Benteke last year because we had one fit striker for pretty most of the season until we signed a, pl- a signing in, in January. So hopefully Ayu will just kind of alleviate this injury crisis that we had last season because it was, it, was, it was bad last mm. year. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Uh, now, obviously, Nathan, you've got Roy Hodgson kind of starting the, the season afresh. Mm-hmm. Like, deep down, will it be kind of a nice carry-on from what happened last year or was it a nice quick fix or do you expect to kind of carry on from where it was? It was actually super form in the last few months, wasn't it? It certainly was. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, being English and knowing what Roy Hodgson did with England, I was a bit apprehensive that yeah. he got the job. But in saying that, the difference between what Frank De Boer was doing and what he was doing was he went back to what Palace are good for, mm. whereas De Boer tried to change things too quick. So with Hodgson, I think it's going to be more of the same of last season. It's going to be up and down because it always is with Palace. It's yeah. never straightforward. It's never, right, we're going to win the league and that's that. It's, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're going up, we're going down. We're going up, we're going down. Mm. Um, but with Hodgson, he's a local boy, so there's a lot of pride there with, with someone like Roy Hodgson. Um, he came through the club's youth academy, so he knows the club mm. very well. So there's a lot of support and love there for Roy Hodgson, especially with the job he did last season. Excellent. And with Czech, I know you were talking about Ruben Loftus cheek, but Cheku mm-hmm. could be a decent enough kind of uh, to plug in the gap there, would he? Or is he? I haven't well, seen much of preseason. Is he, how, how's his form? Well, he's only he's only played one game, and that was our final preseason friendly right. against Toulouse. So he he came in late in the window, but. With the loss of Kabai, people are saying that Meyer and Kiate are more or less split into what Kabai has left. Okay. In that Meyer is seen as more, the more attacking element of Kabai's attacking play, and Kiate would be more for Kabai's defensive play. So, obviously, I, I know a couple of West Ham fans here. They've kind of told me mixed things about Kiate, so I'm okay. a bit wary of what to watch out for. But I think Kiate will be a great fit because he knows certain players in this Crystal Palace team, like. Tomkins, Minivojevic, uh, mm. to, to name two. So he does have friends at the club that he can kind of get a feel for the club with. Uh, you were saying there, like, oh, Meyer is more attacking, so you don't really have the, the out-and-out goal score that you need, so would a lot of the attacking threat have to start and finish with Meyer then? Um, I don't... I mean, I, I didn't watch an awful lot of Schalke last season, so I can't yeah. tell you what Meyer was like. I know that he didn't have a great season by all, by all expectation, but... I think with the players like Zaha and Townsend and Benteke, who looks to be a little bit more back to his usual self, we won't be over-reliant on Maya, but he would definitely, hopefully, play that attacking midfield role that we haven't had an out-and-out player in that role for a few years now. Because the last player we had played like that for us was, I think, Jason Punchin, who's really dropped off since the FA Cup final a few years back. So hopefully Maya will kind of add that kind of... Uh, edge to the team but we'll see I don't know when when you look at the rest of the league and on mm-hmm. transfer deadline day you look at the likes of Everton I suppose who've got an injection of money but you look at the likes of West Ham and, and, and certain Full teams even, even Bournemouth who have bought in a £25 million player do you, is, is there a bit of envy do you think or do, is, do you have you know that wish that you would maybe push the boat a little bit Um, no because we were in a very perilous situation eight years ago. We were in administration eight years ago, so we know what it's like to see money go out the window and nothing come from it. Yeah. So 
don't get me wrong. I was thinking, you know, they've made, they've Everton have done great business, and so have other teams. But I'd rather sign quality than quantity. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It would have been great for us to spend a bit more money, but we've spent heavily in the summer on Benteke and Mamadou Sacco. Yeah. And they're just two players from Liverpool. Yeah. So, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see us spend more money, but at the end of the day, the more we do that there's less chance of us being able to redevelop other areas of the club, like our stadium, for example, which we're already beginning to start redeveloping soon now. So don't get me wrong. I think it's unfortunate we couldn't spend more money, but for what we've got, considering we've got two players on a free and a player for under £10 million with limited funds, I think we've done brilliant business, to be honest, and a loan deal as well. Great. What The stadium, what are they doing with uh, Selhurst? We're redeveloping our main stand. Okay. And is that pu- pushing the, sta- uh, the capacity up to... 34,000. Okay. Oh, and is there a good demand? Because anytime you watch um, Palace in the last season or two, Jesus, the ground is rocking. What, what he's trying to say is, is there 34,000 fans? No. <laughs> no, I seriously, I, if, if there's an away ground I'd love to go to, it's Palace because the atmosphere looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're literally non-stop for 90 minutes. Yeah. I think, well, sorry, sorry, I think that's it. Max Moyer said he played a pre, pre-season friendly and that's the exact did, yeah. words that he said. The reason why he moved to Palace because the atmosphere was great. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, the, the stadium is basically, if you look at our ground, it's a throwback to four eras of, of, of the football club, the 20s, yeah. the 70s, the 60s, the 80s, and, and the early 90s. So the ground's in uh, all state of disrepair, and the, the main stand's the oldest stand in the ground. And yeah. that needs to be rebuilt if it's to be brought into the 21st century. Plus, we're losing a lot of money from lost revenue because we only have like 26,000 at the minute. So yeah. by renovating it, we get more money from the capacity, as we've seen with West Ham when they moved to the Olympic Stadium. If, if you had one former player that you could bring back, oh, who would it be? Oh, wow, that's a very good question. I would probably say to you, probably Victor Moses. Ooh. Because he, he, he left the club too soon. Yeah. He left when we were in financial trouble. So yeah. if I could get the Victor Moses that we sold back, yeah. I'd be delighted. Because he's not that player that he is now that he plays for Chelsea. He was more of a, a forward when he played for us. But he's obviously gone on to be quite a good wing back. Yeah. And yeah. has won a few trophies with Chelsea. But yeah, Victor Moses would have been my pick. Who are you expecting to stand out this year for you? Uh, oh, wow. Well, I would have said Aaron Wambasaka, but he already made a bit of an impact last season when he came in for, with that injury crisis. But I think we could see the return of Connor Wickham because he's really? been out for a long time. I forgot, I forgot he played. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I forgot he was still there. <laughs> well, you're not the only one, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, you know, Conor Wickham's been out for a while and obviously Benteke, as I said before, was our only striker for most of last season. But Wickham back, you know, it may give Benteke that bit of a bigger push because with no competition behind you, you may not really deliver your best. So hopefully Wickham and Benteke can kind of push each other and we can score a lot more goals because without Zahar in the team, we didn't get a point or win a game, which is just worrying, to be honest. And obviously, speaking of Zaha, we have to come back to him. Like There wasn't too many rumours of movements or anything like that, and there wasn't too much rumours from himself being a bit unhappy. So I presume you're going to still get the best Zaha next year, or this season, I should say. Um, well, I mean, yeah, obviously there's big talk of him joining Spurs and Everton yeah. and all these clubs. And don't get me wrong, if the money is right, I wouldn't begrudge him the move because hmm. he's outgrown the club. But we have to. People forget that the Wilfred Zaha we brought back from Manchester United was not the player we sold to them. No, no, you're you right. Know. And I've said to people, look, there's no doubt that Zaha has got some parts of his game he still needs to work on. He does go down too much. But Zaha last season was so good. I was actually thinking we're mugging ourselves off, thinking he's just too good for you. <laughs> he's just too good for us. Yeah. 
you know. So, but, you know, Zaha, obviously, as I said, you know, he was a massive player for us last season. And hopefully, if he does have a good season, we can just justify why we're asking for such a high fee as was reported in the papers with 70 million. Mm. I don't think we will get that, but, you know, he's, it's our value, to, his, his value to us is what the 70 million was coming from. It wasn't that he's a 70 million pound player, but, you know, football clubs can now ask for stupid money for their players, even if they're probably worth a packet of crisps. <laughs> uh, like, uh, would you expect Palace to be relying on Zaha as much this season as they were last season, or do you feel like the improvements that Hodgson's brought in midfield will be enough to... Uh, shift shift a lot of the work effort he had to put in away from him? Well, I mean, as I said, the fact that we were so de- devoid of anything without him in the team, it, it did worry me because you should never be relying on one man in a team of 11 players. So I would like to think that Benteke and Townsend and, and these kinds of players will step up. But I think if we can just use Wilf the way we used him last season but have other players come into the game as well, then that should take the pressure off him because last season he had to carry the club literally mm. out of where we were, which is a shame because I don't want to see that on a player who's the same age as myself. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think that Ben Teke is a make and break year for him because he didn't get into the Belgium squad? He's mm. struggled last year. Mm. This could be, it could be a slippery slope if he doesn't step up to the plate. Yeah, it could. I mean, people... Are quick to remember his season just gone because he, he had a, a terrible season by yeah. all accounts and there's no getting away from that but his the season where he joined us he was flying with goals he couldn't stop scoring for us which was a shame because obviously he's, he's still up for record signing so I'd like to think for himself and for the club he'll have a great season because it will just give him that bit of belief back that you know yeah every striker has a slump no striker in the history of the game has never gone through a bad patch I mean, it wasn't that long ago I was watching Calvin Andrew play for Crystal Palace. So believe me, Benteke is nothing compared to some of the players <laughs> yeah, that he's yeah. up for us. Listen, you sound very positive, Nathan, about your season. What, what are you expecting? Where are you expecting them to finish? What are you expecting from the season this year? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, do you know what? More of the same. A mid-table finish, because we're not a team that can push for Europe at the minute. You know, There was talk of Europe when we went on the FA Cup run and everything, and that was great. You know, It was great to see that, but... We're not that kind of a team. There's still some players in that team that I don't think could handle European football. So if we can finish between, at a push, maybe ninth to 14th, I would snap anyone's hand off for that. Yeah. Because, to be honest, anything more than that would be a bonus. And just before we finish up, what is your take on the Cup? Because, you know, being in the Premier League is so important. Do you still want the Cup run? Or are you happy to potentially sacrifice it by playing the second string? Um, well, it depends on which cup you're talking about. The FA Cup, you know, obviously Palace have a great affinity because of you know we've been we've been in two finals, sadly mm. lost. But um, you know, the FA Cup is something I definitely would love to see us win. I, I was at the FA Cup final a few years back, which was heartbreaking. But on the day, it was a great feeling to be at a cup final. The League Cup, granted, everyone calls it the Timpo Cup when you don't win it. But if we won it, I wouldn't be moaning. But um, as long as we're in it, then I want us to win it. When we're out of it, then I want us to focus on our league form. So it, it depends on, on where we are in the cup. If we're out before it gets off, then so be it. Brilliant. Nathan, thanks for coming on the show today. We'll no doubt get back in contact with you and have you on when Crystal Palace are fighting relegation. No, fighting relegation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you about that. And thanks for the, uh, the taking your time out to talk to us today. And... Uh, Hopefully you have a, a decent season this year. No, not at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks Take very care. much. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. See you, Nate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
<laughs> so there you have it. Uh, Crystal Palace, me personally, yeah, Hodgson did such a good job last year. I'd love to see it kind of continue on, and you hope it's not a kind of a, a quick fix job. Obviously, some of the signings, yeah, you're a little bit kind of, yeah, Loftus-Cheek would have been a massive uh, coup for them. So I'm not too sure. Maybe they should have enough to survive, but yeah, if you look, I'm up for them. If you look at it though, if they had a brought in Loftus-Cheek, the chances are Zaha could have fell out of the team, and Zaha was so very important from yeah, last year. Yeah, so, huge. You know, it, it could be central, a, though. He can Not the sheik was was wide drifting really? in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he'd be more in, yeah. drifting inside from out wide, but you know it, it could it could be a blessing in the scrollers for Palace. Wofford, Dave. Oh, Wofford, massive. Wofford, they've 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 been interesting because they they shift players in and out quite frequently, don't they? It's, it's the turnover incredible. is huge. It's it's massive. Like uh, like the outs this year, one, two, three, four, five, six. There's about ten. Now, obviously, there's even more than that on the list because they don't probably bring in some of the youth players. Yeah. Obviously, the big one is Richarlison. Great bit of business for them, uh, bringing him in for, I think he was under the 20 million mark, but he was he was a big enough signing at the time because he came in from Brazil. Now he's gone for, I think it's, fit, well, it says 35 million on but, the list, but yeah. it's, it could go up to 40. Yeah. yeah, and up to 50. So it's huge money. Uh, Pantillamont's gone amongst others. Now, who's come in? Delafeo's come in from Barcelona. I wouldn't be overly excited. He's been in the Premier League now for the last two or three seasons. It's a lip, uh, And I haven't really seen much. A bit like Benteke. It's make yeah. or break now. He has to settle at a club and do something. Yeah, now. it's so now or never for him. Yeah. So, uh, and then the other one, probably of note, would be Ben Foster's come in uh, and then the rest of them are very much undisclosed fees for these un, like he's uh, I think it's Grazia is it Grazia or is it Garcia I always say I think it's Grazia is the manager I, I go Garcia yeah. yeah but uh, yeah going from uh, Espanol Mark Navarro there's not a hell of a lot to come in I'd be a, bit, a little bit worried because um, Marco Silva was such a big uh, difference last year and he had them very uh, organised I'm not sure whether they're going to do all that much this year. They didn't see the Grazia came in and didn't seem to do a hell of a lot. I be um, yeah. I think they're in they're in the battle. In unfortunately bit, for me, in a bit of trouble. What 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 do you make of them, Glenn? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the exact that's the exact answer that I was going to give. Yeah, Wofford are Wofford. You, you don't get excited about Wofford. No, you don't. You, no. you, 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 Wofford are playing the telly tonight. <sighs> God, I hope they're not yeah. playing Everton. Yeah, you know. I'm just trying to rile up Paul Neal in here. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not a game. If it's Monday Night Football, you're, you're not watching it. You're, yeah, you're watching Curry or something. They're very kind of just get the job done. It doesn't matter how they play, what they Spending do to get the job done. time on Wofford, I think, aren't we? Yeah. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were they? Uh, just because there's a, a, a game tomorrow, Leicester City are playing Manchester United. Leicester City, what, what, what's your, your take on Leicester City? What, what, what do you think about their business this summer and maybe their chances can they can they reach any any higher than they did last year I I can see them pushing on for like a, a European spot but topping off what they done a couple of years ago under Ranieri I think a lot of that was down to Ranieri and what he got out of the players you can put any manager at Leicester City and you can give him any players they, he he won't get out what Ranieri got out likes of Variety no. out likes of Mahrez that's it yeah. it was it just was. the perfect, the perfect storm yeah exactly and it's brilliant and it's it'll always be there it's not going to happen in any time soon again it's just as I said it was brilliant like yeah Johnny Evans came in I forgot about that that was at the start of the summer yeah and, and that, then and that's good business for them and they've brought they've brought in um, another centre back there two centre backs I think I think they got the second guy in the end yeah. I know this fella Benkovic came in from Zagreb because Hoot has moved on yeah. so it will be interesting to see what they do because they were reliant on 
Mar has a lot. Yeah. And I think they nearly needed to get him off their back just yeah. so they could yeah. move on. So and it was interesting, they paid 12.5 million for Danny Ward, the Liverpool goalkeeper. Yeah. And Schmeichel's still there. It's a lot of money for a number two. Isn't it? Or is it? That's the well, question. Well, I suppose, uh, fair point. Because yeah. we'll get to Chelsea. Jesus. Yeah. And Liverpool. Uh, yeah, pff, we've been there and done that. <laughs> People can slag us all we want. Chelsea went way over. Right. Anyway. Well, listen, we're going to go to a break and we'll be back straight after that. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff and Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. We're going up north now. <laughs> going up north. It's the uh, Irish Clarets, Burnley FC. We have Jay Coleman on the line. Jay, welcome to the big kickoff. How are you? Good. How are you Go- doing? Great, great. Good. We really are going up north. Yeah. <laughs> You're obviously happy with your nil all draw, are you? Uh, I, well, yeah, I am actually. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I had to buy all work playing and... Uh, you know, one or two of <laughs> You can actually do us a favour because we've been preparing for the show. We didn't get to see the game. So give us a rundown on how the game went. Well, to be quite honest, I didn't really see it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jay. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, nail all draw. That'll do for me. You'll take that. Yeah, no, I mean, away, away, from, away from home. Uh, You'd like to, you'd like to nick a goal, but uh, Burnley are Burnley are solid enough to, to it's, it's more scoring goals with Burnley, isn't it? Isn't that the problem? Well, it's, well, it's not about that though, is it really? To be quite honest, I mean, we've got a nil all draw uh, now tonight. We can take them back to turf, and we can win one nil. It's all about winning. It is. No. Listen, that's the best line ever on this radio show. Take it back to turf. I love it. <laughs> Ferguson loved them, didn't they? <laughs> 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 uh, do you, uh, Jay? Do you get across much to, to watch the games? I do. Uh, I try the best I can, but like, uh, it's harder than it is. Like yeah. you know. Yeah. What did you so, make of What did you make of the transfer window for Burnley? Superb, I thought. Really, yeah. I would have liked another midfielder in. Yeah. But like, um, uh, I mean, Joe Hart, like three and a half million quid. You can't go wrong. I mean, that, you know, I mean, that's got to be head and shoulders above the rest, hasn't it? it well, unless you're Liverpool and you got Allison for eighty million, maybe. <laughs> it's only sixty yards. Oh, is it not? We yeah. add on. Right, anyway. <laughs> uh, ben Gibson. I, I think Ben Gibson for fifteen million is a is a good boy because he's been Crack. solid for Middlesbrough for a long time. Absolute cracking player. Yeah, he is. And do you know what I love about him? And he's that 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 is dashed through and through. The respect he had for his former club, Middlesbrough. Yeah. Yeah. And everything they put up about Middlesbrough was fantastic. Well, that's it. They brought them yeah. up, didn't they, from from, from small? So it's a yeah. Middlesbrough fan. It's like Jay Rodriguez when we lost him. Like yeah, yeah. I, I respect that, and I, and I think Dash does, and that's Dash. You know, that's his type of player, isn't it? Speaking of Jay Rodriguez, would you have been happy with paying the money that was being rumoured? No, in the, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no. I mean, if he if he weren't a Burnley lad. Uh, I don't think uh, I think a lot of Burnley fans would be going like oh scratching their heads a bit yeah but he is a brilliant player but it's like Danny Ings and Gerard like I mean Danny Ings has got um, a set up there now in Burnley where he looks after all disabilities and stuff like that yeah great I'd love them both back but I just think you've got to go forward like you know 
what would you, if you were the manager, we'll put you in the manager spot. If you were the manager, who would you have bought, if you, within reasonable you know, boundaries, who would you have brought in just to secure the team up a little bit? Would it have been in the forward, midfield, or, or, or back no, section? No, I'd have had a midfield, uh, definitely. <laughs> don't, don't like Jeff uh, Hendricks. You know who I'd have gone for? <laughs> Go on. I'd have gone for Ari Arta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's gone to Cardiff, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Has he? Got yeah. Cardiff on loan. You know, yeah. and, uh, and like, we struggled with all these silly, silly money. And mm. I mean, at the end of it, it's got to come to an end as all this silly money like. Uh, I, I, th- uh, I think it will. These silly wages mm. and everything else. And I agree with somebody, what somebody said today. All these young lads are on millions, like, you know, a year. Yeah. And for young lads, that should be capped. Right, and put into a trust for them. Yeah. Because they're still young lads, like, at end of the day. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, it's, it's, when you look at some players, you, you, you question why they're playing football. And sometimes <laughs> it's, you know, the money does take over and, 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 they, and they get airs and graces about themselves and then they'll demand a move. And, you know, it, it's a bit, back in the day when, when we're going to oh, go back old school, back in, the <laughs> de- back in the day, you know, they played for the jersey, they played for the pride. A lot of yeah, them are playing well, for themselves, Sam isn't they? Look at Sam Clocus. And I think yeah. that, that's what Burnley are as a club. What would be a successful season for Burnley, do you think? Oh, if we finish 10th, I'd be well up there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, we had a Crystal Palace fan just on before you. He wants 10th as well, so yeah, he'll have to battle uh, with that, Crystal that's Palace. That's the 10th. It's going to be the, the highlight of the season. Because he's in Europe, obviously, and hopefully he's getting to the group stages and that. Um, mm. There's been a, a lot of talk of would well, Burnley be able to cope with a European adventure and the league, and would they struggle in the league to stay up if they did go further? What's your thoughts on that? Definitely. Well, I, I have 100% trust in Dash. Okay. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He, he said, like, we've got 17 fit players going into this game today. <laughs> you, you've 25 in a squad yeah so we've only five out yeah he plays it all the time he, he, he's absolutely brilliant manager he knows what he's at I don't think we'll go down but if we did go down we'd be the only team playing in the Champions League in, in the Championship next year yeah 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 uh- if if a good European run get into the group stage get a bit of money into the, the club and before we were talking to the Palace uh, Nate from Palace and he was just saying oh I'd rather quality over quantity would you rather if you did get a good run going would you rather have one quality player or a few solid players but have more depth in your squad uh, well no I wouldn't have a quality player no definitely not because it's like it's like the dash thing isn't it yeah you have to have that team bonding. Everybody respects everybody at that club, and mm. everybody does the best. And I, I can, I, I'll bet you any money, if Joe Hart has come to Burnley, I will bet you any money that that man gets back in the England squad. Yeah, he's every chance. Mercer will he get into the? One of the best goalkeeping coaches in the country. Mm. But you know, you have to ask him: Will he get into the Burnley squad ahead of Tom Heaton or? Or Pope, when they're back, if, fit. When they're back fit. Of course he will if he gets back to his best. Mm. But the thing is, Tom Eaton and 
I mean, I feel sorry for I, I really do. Because I, I thought he was going to be England's number one. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate uh, for me. And, and Nick Pope. And he's not back for a couple of months, isn't he? Nick Pope's going to be out now. I mean, he, he, he's basically got the same injury as what Tom Eaton did. Yeah. And I feel for them both. I, I, I really do. Because they're absolute quality keepers. Mm. And, and, and in all fairness, Joe Hart's not that old, like. No. 31. Not, not for a keeper, no. For a good for a keeper like I, I, I think we'll we'll be alright yeah, <laughs> yeah no I think so what, Deutsch where would you rank him in the in the manager table in the Premier League how, how, how highly do you rate him very just below God yeah he's so cute yeah I, I do I do think it, I do think he'll be a, an England manager I really do yeah and I think if you look at if you look at him and see what he's doing and see how many games Gareth Southgate come to at the end of the season, last season, and you look at the England formation, what he did with all them young players and bonding them all together, I'll think that really he actually learned something from Dash, did Southgate. No, 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 no doubt he probably did. Would you say, I asked the Crystal Palace supporters, Nathan Warnock, I asked them a question, and I'm going to put it to you as well. If there was a former player that you could bring back, who would it be? Billy Hamilton. Billy <laughs> Hamilton. Ah, <laughs> yes. Tell me about Billy Hamilton. Absolutely, Billy Hamilton, <laughs> my little idol. Well, my big idol. <laughs> or Colin Waldron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or Alan Stevenson in the net, <laughs> even. You're getting greedy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan Stevenson in the net. Yeah. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, Jay, I, I wish you all the best. I really, really hope that uh, Burnley get into the, the Europa League uh, group stages because yeah. it'd be fascinating to, to watch them in the, in, the, in Europe. Well, they're a great club. They're a great, absolutely great club. And to all your listeners, yeah. I mean... Just have a look how many Irish players we've got in this. Yeah, it's just hundred percent. Start following us. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, no. It's it's a it's a real sort of as they call it a home nations team, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's 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 old school. Make sure you have a group of players that stick together and work hard. And there's no yeah. there's no one who's you know above their station. Yeah, they're a great club to follow. It's fashion yeah. for the masses and style for the individual. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Down at turf. <laughs> uh, yeah. Come oh, for some pie and peas. I'll take you on there. That's great. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll, uh, we, we more than likely will get back on to you again during the season. We'll have a little chat to you and see how, how Burnley are progressing. And uh, God, you never know if they, if they lift that Europa League. Jesus imagine, no. imagine <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm happy just to be where we are at the minute. I really am. Listen, and, and thank you, and thank you for asking me on. Absolutely no problem. Been a pleasure, Jay Coleman. Thanks very much thanks. for coming on. Super Clarence. Oh, thank you very much. Talk to you. Bye bye. Bye now. Yeah, like in fairness, credit where credit's due with Borny. Sean Dyche, good honest man, and in fairness, good honest team. And, and uh, I just loved going down to it. Uh, you that, can't beat that. That's brilliant. Come on, super claret. That but yeah, um, Ben Gibson, Joe Hart, and remember Matty Vidra, for, he was at Watford and scored a lot of goals, moved, scored a lot of goals to somebody else, but never was, quite settled. We, so. We're full on that show, wasn't he? Yeah, so we wait and see. Um, 
Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be safe. It, it, the whole balancing act with uh, the Europa League might be interesting. It, will it be a little bit too much? That's probably yeah. that's probably their biggest crutch potentially. They, they, they have to secure it first. No, yeah, still no. Well, oh, absolutely. Is there another round? I think is, after this, just, is there another is there, round? No. No, no, because Cork City are in the third round. That's the last round, I believe. Is there not third no, round? No, the Champions League qualifiers come down. I think into the next round. No, it's the there's another round. First round, second oh, round, third round, playoff. Four. Okay, so there's so another there's, round. Yeah, this is it, like you know, and yeah. uh, just a very quick one. I know it's Premier League special, so obviously Burnley drew nil all. Cork has finished two nil to Rosenborg. They got yeah. them just uh, before half time, and Rangers are three one up now at home to Maribor and Hibernian uh, are nil all in injury time against Molde of Norway. Okay, where are Maribor from? And moving on <laughs> is it Slovenia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Slovakia? Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, Newcastle United, Dev. Newcastle, a massive club. Because Newcastle are massive always club. They are they are the East Enders, Coronation Street, and Emmerdale all rolled into <laughs> one of the Premiership, aren't they? You just don't know what's going to happen. What do you make? Benitez is such a successful manager, yeah. uh, and he's so precise and accurate about everything he does. It's surprising he's still there considering he probably isn't exactly getting what, what he really say, wants. Yeah. It so, is a bit surprising. But at the same time, the lure of that club and the adulation he's probably getting and he's probably um, idolised there. If he could bring them some level of success or a cup or bring them a bit of solidity, it'd be a nice It'd be a nice feeling from... Like he, I think his family are still based in Liverpool. He's still very much UK-based so I think he's probably quite happy there. I know he'd love more control and more money but... He's been quite clever in the transfer market. Like, if they're not fantastic. Rondon, I think, is interesting. I was going to say this. Glenn, what do you think? Rondon is coming in and uh, Gale has gone out. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, there, is there much difference in quality? I know there's difference I, in well, approach, maybe. Attitudes, potentially, you know, Benitez. I haven't seen Dwight Gale play in pre-season when he was over here. Um, he was very good. He was a solid player. He's very uh, lively, isn't he? He is. And it wasn't a very lively team. Right, mm. that and he was he was very lively. Um, I just want to focus mainly on Adam Armstrong. He got got me last year. He wasn't doing much, and a lot of I was talking to a few Newcastle fans, and they were saying, you know, we need a striker. He brought in Adam Armstrong. He's not doing anything, and you know, it's good. To, you know that all the fans and the manager and the the club, the whole club is on the same wavelength, and it just shows by offloading Adam Armstrong, who wasn't doing well for him. And the only other problem is Jose Lu isn't doing much for them either. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a striker is really but, what they uh, like. Benitez is renowned for that if you look back to his Liverpool days. Like he brings in a player, especially in the forward line. Like Bellamy was in, yeah, didn't work, gone. Kane in, wasn't too happy with him, gone. Like he doesn't mess about, and obviously that's probably where he's coming from yeah. with Armstrong. Uh Keyson Young is a tidy little boy yeah. from Swansea. Yeah. That Dubravka lad, I only seen the first couple of games when he came in. He came in on loan. And I have to say he was solid as a rock for them. Um, yeah. So I'll be interested to see if he's but any use. Isn't it the case? And ca- coming back Isn't it the move. case? No, ma- no, also. Ma- yeah, no matter what signings they get there, the best signing will be to keep Rafa Benitez there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I think he, he needs to be very careful, Chairman, obviously. 100%. He needs to be very careful not to lose Benitez because they could drift away I mean they, from what I've heard from players interviews not they love him up and there. I, I'd say with the fans that's probably what's keeping them from really hammering the Mike Ashley out kind of drum as long as he's there I think they'll tolerate it yeah and if he's gone it'll be back on the scene get rid of him start boycotting the game as games yeah. or whatever well it's interesting I, 
whether whether it was a, a joke or not, but Mayweather was slagging. He could. This is Mayweather. He could be serious. He Money said, Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> he he loves Newcastle and he'd love to own a football club. Right. And he, he, if he was to buy a football club, he'd buy Newcastle. Ricky Hatton's buying Man City. Yes. And there you go. Doom, 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 <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> we never seen that coming. Like a groove. <laughs> uh, yeah, Newcastle. I'm looking at Southampton. All right. Yeah. Now, Southampton are interesting because there's Danny Ings after going to them yeah. today. Definitely need a striker who can put a ball away. They haven't had a striker who can put a ball away. Gabby Dini came in. Uh, Shane Long has been. Shane Long, yeah. Shane, but he doesn't put the ball away yeah. enough. Obviously, he's had it. He a, doesn't put the ball away at all. At all, nearly. Yeah, yeah. Correct, fair play. Uh, he's a good partner to do all the donkey work and free up space. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's not a goal scorer. End of story. It's interesting for me because I've looked at a couple of their players that mm-hmm. they've brought in. And. Well, Stuart Armstrong is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Vestergaard is interesting. I think he's centre centre back. Yeah, I worry about Southampton. I yeah. think these are going to flirt with relegation. Liverpool, Liverpool well. have finally sucked them dry. They've not I think left. so. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's, all, the, it's the always well is, good to give back. <laughs> the well is dry. <laughs> <laughs> potentially, yeah. I think you're right, Shano. I think uh, Southampton are going to be potentially flirting with the, the the bottom. As I said, the well is dry. I think yeah, you're probably not far off there. And just to, before we go to a break. Uh, Burnley, what do you reckon? What do you think that uh, they'll end up doing this year? I think 10th will be a very good achievement with Europe involved. If the, providing they're in the group stage, I, I'd be happy enough with 10th if I was a Burnley fan. I think top half. Yeah. Okay. Where are Crystal Palace going to be if, if they're not 10th? Uh, uh, 13th. <laughs> See you after the break. Yeah. You're listening to Liffey Sound www.liffeysoundfm.ie Listen online Community radio at its best And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM On the line we have Paul Nealon from Irish Football Fan TV who just happens to be an Evertonian living in dreamland right now so hopefully he can hear us up in the clouds <laughs> Paul, how are we doing? Welcome to the big kickoff Alright lads, how's things? Great, great Paul, first things first, I need a quote, uh, I need a confirmation of a quote you put up uh, on social media earlier on. Uh, you won the transfer window, is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love it. So come on, give us a breakdown of it. Uh, from from what point, today or just overall? Well, today, short and sweet about today, kind of, Jesus, is it four players today? And then we can open it up. Yeah, well... Um <clears throat> the Yerry Mina thing has been kind of carrying on all summer yeah. so I, I did think at one point he was actually supposed to be going to Man United and then there was talk from going to Leon. but then um, last night there was reports and I kind of know a couple of people in, within the club that mm. have said basically it's a done deal so Everton flew out uh, to do the medical and stuff like that in Barcelona and they actually did the medical with Gomez then out there as well yeah. so Obviously, delighted with the two of them. They're, they're top quality players, and, and I think it shows the difference now. Is we're actually buying players from the likes of Barcelona rather than you're doing I what Liverpool are doing to Southampton. You're going to start bleeding Barcelona dry, is that right? Yeah, well, you know, it's not a bad place to, to, to be bleeding <laughs> uh, players from, is it? To be fair, and then Bernard, I'm probably most excited about him because yeah. you know he's a Brazilian international. Uh, a lot of clubs wanted him, and. Yeah, it's kind of an exciting time for Everton. They're starting to kind of, since Marcel Brands came in as the director of football, um, since he came in, there's been a real change in the transfer window, like uh, in terms of buying and stuff like that. I mean, if Steve Walsh was still there, you know, God knows who he would have picked up uh, this year. He probably would have signed Vardy and Phil Jones (laughs) for mad money. But it just kind of shows that this lad came in from PSV, uh, Marcel Brands, 
and um, he brought you a lot of players uh, in Holland for them. Uh, but he, he's been the mastermind basically behind all these transfers. And then Marco Silva, then, you know, the players are coming out with Charleston and um, Bernard in particular coming out and saying that they were the reason why, they, uh, sorry, he was the reason why they signed. So, I mean, it's all positive in, in that aspect. And if you compare it to last year, like last year they were buying players all basically kind of in that number number 10 position, bar maybe yeah. Pickford and uh, Michael Keane, but everyone else was was in that number 10 kind of mould, whereas now you've got a centre mid, you've got a centre, two centre backs because Kurt Zuma came in on loan then that's as well. Right. Um, I don't know if that's finalised now, but it's, it was in, in the motion there. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Yeah. But, um, Just talk to me. You can play on either flank. Um, I think you can play number 10 as well. Um, so for me, it's exciting because I think now, if I look, actually look at the attack at Everton, this season, I think they kept Sandro as well, uh, who, who was meant to go out, but he's he's at the stand now, and we kept uh, Adam Ola Luckman. So they're going to be like two new signings as well. So people forget that we have them on our books. So I'm just thinking like, well, you have you can have either Bernard Balassi on the on the left, Amir Charleston, and then on the right you can have you can have Luckman, Sandro. You could even have Bernard on that side. Then you have Cenk Tosin up front as well. And you got Sigurdsson in behind there. So it's it's a fairly you know exciting. Um, attack we have now whereas last season we didn't and then when you throw Gomez in that midfield instead of Schneidel and you know that really you know ramps up our midfield as well and then at the back I was really worried because going into the transfer market then uh, this morning you know Phil Jagielka was our best centre defender Yeah. Um, and then by the end of it we're coming out with Mina and, and Zuma who, who will be nice and young to kind of add the freshening in there I don't really rate Michael Keane at all to be honest with you but we'll give him another go this season and see who he gets on Listen, so you should Richard. Just I want to get in there, Richard. <laughs> I want to get in there on Richardson, right? Thirty-five, yeah. possibly forty million. What What do you What do you think of of that deal? Because I'm not sure. I'm I, I I don't know. It's a lot of money to pay for a player who's had half a season that was decent. With Watford. Um, well, look, the manager knows him quite well. Yeah, um, yeah. Bought him twice now. Uh, he must rate him very highly. Well, obviously, when he was with him. You know he was he was sensational for them for, for that you know first half of the season at yeah. speak of, but uh, look he's he's twenty or twenty one he's a lot of time to 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 blossom he's gonna have to uh, he's gonna have to hit the the ground running though with that price tag otherwise he's, he's gonna be a bit like I don't know I know Classen came in for twenty odd million and mm. stuff like that but he was labelled you know because of his price tag and stuff like that but if he doesn't really hit the ground running he's had a decent enough free season. Um, I seriously think if he's given if he's given a bit of time to kind of bed in, that he'll be a serious player. And you know you can only judge by his performances in a in an Everton shirt before we start going on about the price tag. I mean, yeah. is that Chelsea keeper that was signed for seventy two million worth seventy two million? Probably not. Is Allison worth sixty six million? Probably not. But this is the price you're paying. Yeah. Like I don't really care what what price uh, teams are paying for players. You know, as long as the players do well. I mean, money. It it seems to be just, you know, what number do you want? And they'll give it these days with the TV deals and everything else. So, for me, I, I don't really care what 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 teams are playing for teams are paying for players. If you look at United, we're almost going to pay sixty odd million for Harry Maguire. Is yeah. he worth that? No. Who who makes these you know valuations? True. And obviously, with all the signings now, and obviously looking decent on paper, he must be confident enough that you'll solidify the best of the rest and come seventh. <laughs> um. I don't know, like, realistically, I, I was thinking that before. 
Uh, we signed in because the last two seasons we, we finished even. We had a very very poor season last year, and you know, you know, I, I'm surprised we even got anywhere near where we were. Like we weren't even convincing at all. Yeah. And like Allardyce wasn't even going for wins, whereas I think this fella Silva, you know, he wants to go out and win every game. And you know, now now he's kind of got the squad depth. I mean, I think even Allardyce said it on Sky Sports News today. Like, there's a lot of players still in that squad, so. You know, and there is there is that bit of quality. Now, it'll be interesting to see if Marco Silva can get the best out of those, out of those players. The likes of, you know, Schneiderlin had a poor season last year, but was really good when he came in in January the, uh, the year before. Um, mm. If he can rediscover his form, he, he's a very good midfielder. Uh, Sandro Ramirez can hit the ground running and get in the team and do well. Who's to say he won't? I think Cenk Tosin, I think he's going to have a very good season. I actually, actually forgot that we had Theo Walcott on the right-hand side yeah, as well, yeah. who, who I think is going to have a really big season as well. Yeah, like you bring in a lot of players today, good quality players. You'd expect them to all be starting, but you know, bringing in four players two day, two three days before you have your first match, you know, are they going to gel on time? Because in the Premier League, like the first couple of matches are rootless. If you have a bad first few matches, you know, your season's your season's nearly gone. Well, you know, it's, uh, the players that they're bringing in have experience. Like Zuma mm. has experience playing with Stoke and Chelsea. I mean, you just have to come in and play in the World Cup, a very good World Cup, I might add. Um, he's been playing with Barcelona, albeit not that long, but, you know, even still, he might not even play on, on Saturday, you know, he might stick with Jagielka and, and Keane and slowly bring him in, who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, he'll only get one day's training out of him because they don't even think they've, they've came to Liverpool yet because obviously the medical was done in Barcelona. Yeah. So they should be coming over. They should be coming over tomorrow, imagine, or, or flying over tonight, and probably training with the team tomorrow. It'd be one of those things where probably the manager will look at it, assess it if it feels like mm. it's fitting in. He'll have, he'll have identified those players to play the way he wants to fit into his system. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. I'm not really worried about them chatting in. I think yeah. the, the players that they brought in. I think because the manager knows most of them, he'll have identified them. So I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, and um, the only thing I would say to you as a as a as a cousin from across the road, like about a player who plays well in the World Cup, I've three words for you: El Hadj Juf. So be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too excited just yet. He didn't turn out too bad for Bolton, though, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Gomez that you got in from Barcelona. I know it's a loan deal, but that could be that could be a significant mm. sign, couldn't it? Yeah, I think he, I think he's, he's a class act. I mean. As I say, Barcelona, they don't really go out and just sign anyone, do you know what I mean? They, this lad had a good season at Valencia and then he was picked up by Barcelona, you know. So I think Valencia finished third at the, the time that they bought him. So, you know, this fella, I think he won the Euros as well, if I'm, I might be mistaken. On yeah, that. no, he did, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, you know, he, he, again, his experience of winning things, um, he's the winning La Liga as well. Mm. So. You know, these players come in with, with a winning uh, mentality. Is exactly what the club needs. Like Rooney was probably one of very few with the winning mentality. And there's one thing that was in the squad last season. He's gone. Um, you're kind of looking around the team. Other players, they haven't really won that much. Mm. So to, to bring in these players, who like three of them are just have to win La Liga. Um, so you know, as I say, I'm excited to see. I think he's injured at the moment, Gomez, because I think that was the problem with his medical. Mm. Uh, he obviously passed the medical, but they were worried about an injury. Yeah, so I don't know how long he'll be out before he gets a start or whatever. But if he's in that midfield with uh, Ghana Gay, you know, I'm 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 very excited. And then Sigurdsson just kind of sitting at the top there as a number ten. I, I'd be very happy to see him there because last season he was kind of 
accommodating Rooney a lot and he was yeah. kind of out yeah. on the left, out on the right and we didn't really get to see the best of him, you know, and then kind of after January you did start seeing a bit of it from him. But, um, I think Wayne Rooney is probably the best bit of business you did because as you said, accommodating them far too much mm. and uh, not getting not getting what you needed out of him in a, in a midfield role because he's not a midfielder, let's put it, there, let's put it yeah. straight, you know. Just on Silva and keep it short enough now, but just on Silva, what does he bring that recent managers haven't brought say even even the likes of uh what's his name the belgian manager oh martinez martinez even martinez played a style of football but what does he bring do you think that martinez didn't even bring i think he's similar to martinez in a way but martinez was too pally pally with uh with the players and he was letting people come in late and stuff like that and it, things were just getting too too much you know um what's the word i'm looking for uh basically too lenient with everything and that was different he was playing nice football and everyone loved him and then I think when he tried to turn and kind of be a bit angry when results weren't going that way I think he lost a lot of the dressing room whereas I think Silva's a lot more sterner and he's a bit more direct um, I, I, I'm actually I'm, I know pre-season results haven't been great but I really do think um, it's a, it's going to be an exciting season under him Great I asked the other supporters who were on the show <laughs> Where do you think he'll finish? What is a good season for Everton? Um, it's going to sound a bit a bit boring, but I'd say you know in the sixth or seventh. Okay. Just just simply because it's his first season. Yeah. Um, it might take time for the players to get used used to what he's trying to do as well. So, you know, the thing is, a lot of Everton fans are impatient. That's the problem. No. So, um, it'll just it, he'll have to start winning games at the start and then go from there a bit kind of like human did and as you said there just a quick one about the fans not being patient is it because of your neighbours or is it just the expectancy of Everton as, as a big club that they are well I think with the last two managers we've had in Allardyce and Cumin, they've made it all about them Yeah. and you know they're very cold and they don't really have a good relationship with the fans well you look at Klopp and his relationship yeah. with the Liverpool fans people Martinez had a similar enough relationship with the fans mm. and not everyone loved him and thought he, you know, thought he was great and he spoke very positive but the problem was is he was getting too positive he was being positive when the results were going and he was ignoring the fact and blaming other things instead of just ah, sure, being realistic and, and you know getting down to on the training ground and, and you know rectifying it whereas I think, I think Silva will do that and he already speaks quite highly about the club he's he, he spoken about the history of the club He's kind of he's got on with the fans. He speaks very highly of the fans. Whereas Cumin and and Allardyce were like, oh, I don't know what they expect. He says, I want to win every game. That's <laughs> the difference, really. So, like, would you be hoping for the? You know, a lot of teams are going on about, oh, it, it's a project now. It's you know, is, I is you're hoping for a start of a so-called like Everton project, you know, in it for the long run rather than just a a quick fix or a, you know a bit of silverware this season. Yeah, I don't know about the silverware this season, yeah. but um, you know there is a there is a project in place under Mashiri. You see that now. Marcel Brands came in as director mm. of football, and he seems to be working well with um, Marco Silva. Whereas last season, Cumin and Walsh, they didn't know who they were buying, and they were arguing about players all the time, and they didn't get on. Whereas it's different this time around now that uh, Marco Silva and Marcel Brands actually get on with each other, and they were brought in together. So that they would, um, I think Marcel Bands was actually the one who identified Silva, and uh, it was planned for a long time. 
So there's a project there with him, and he's already you've already seen now today what Marcel Brands brings. Absolutely. Um, in terms of, uh, and, and don't forget Lucas Digne is signed as well yeah, from true. Barcelona. He's a very very good left back, and he, he played PSG and Barcelona now as well as Lille. So he's played at some top clubs too. So he, these are the type of players that this, these lads are bringing in now. And you know, the, once we get that stadium then in the next couple of years as well, you know, who knows where we can go from there. Well, listen, Paul, thanks very much for coming on. We'll get back on to you again. I know we'll have you on throughout the year, but we'll get back on to you again about Everton just to see uh, what you think of their progression throughout the year, all right? 100%, guys. Thanks very thanks much. Thanks very much. No nice. problem. Cheers. Talk to you soon, Paul. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye, bye. Posi- yeah. Positive. I know. Listen, I Is it the, greatest, the, great, the great thing about pre- or your, yeah. your first game oh. of the season every team can do the best that they can do. Yeah. You know, everyone's looking up to, as you say, Crystal Palace are yeah. looking at tent. Yeah. You know, Man United and are the looking at fort oh, or whatever. Really? But yeah, but it's only after the first month then you start getting that real yeah. realism. Now, everyone will be very interesting. Like, uh, on paper, they look very clever, astute signings. But as we said, Koeman, or yeah, Koeman last year bought a lot, didn't gel, didn't click with him. It might take a, a couple of weeks or a month or so, maybe before a couple of these get in and settle in. So it might be one of them go easy, Everton fans. Maybe wait till October, November, and see are they starting to kick in? Because I think the first couple of games, just doing enough or getting the victory is enough. Who yeah. cares if they're playing great yeah, football yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, we, we've said like through the show, all the teams we've been talking about, like oh, on paper they look, the squad looks good, yeah. like you know, but. The, the, I'm gonna very cliche, but the, the game isn't pay, played on paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but it is, like, it's it's a funny it's a funny start to the year. It's a funny old game. No, but especially with the the big clubs as well, with the World Cup boys coming back and they're only back maybe a week, week and a half. So it it could be a bit of a funny one where there could be a few funny shocks, the first two or three weeks, a few funny results, and as I said, I think for everyone it could be a bit of a, a late bloomer kind of into September, October before you really get the the true feel. Yeah. Okay. So we're slightly running out of time let's do a quick fire on, on yeah. maybe the rest of the teams uh, Dave do you want to go is it Wolves I, I just want to, I just brought down Wolves because you can't I know obviously the big boys and stuff but with Wolves some impressive signings last year obviously back there with uh, I can't think of the guy what's the ma- Ruben manager's Nevis? Name? Yeah. no, no now, that's the player a, he's not the manager yeah and there's a serious uh, connection with George Mendes the super agent obviously who's famous for uh, being Ronaldo's they're after bringing in more Ruby Patricio Portugal's number one um uh, Joe Matinho is a big name Adama Triari yeah, very good who played in the he's World so Cup. fast it's unbelievable but he can't really do he gets to where he wants and he doesn't know what to do with <laughs> the ball then that's his problem and another kind of one that's under the radar he's got a bit of a decent reputation is your man Den Donker who's come in from Anderlecht so and they have three or four players from last season I definitely think they should be in the league they should be well the best they should of be the comfortable rest. Yeah, Will they, they be in the top half of the table? Who cares? Just stay in it. That's it. Then worry about it. Don't be. Don't get too far ahead of yourselves. As they should have more than enough. West Ham United. I have a feeling. Yeah. It's 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 a bit like the Everton thing. Is it too many signings at yeah. once, or will it all click together? What I think is different for West Ham this year is that the players that they've brought in have is yeah. a different level than yeah. what they've brought in 100%. before. And when you look at the likes of. Philippe Anderson Fabianski even the keeper had, yeah Fabian yeah mm, yeah yeah. he had a good season with Swansea I oh, know he was yeah, Yarmolenko now is Yarmolenko's a good is the one I would highlight out of that very good and interesting to see if Luke, say it, Lucas yeah, yeah it's not going to happen <laughs> with him uh, Lucas Perez it'd be interesting to see now if he can click as well yeah. exactly he, he had a good reputation before he came in and I think he did well out on loan last season so with Deportivo Deportivo I think I think he had a so 
Yeah, potentially good move. Obviously, Carlos Sanchez coming in from Colombia, he's obviously came in from yeah. the RTD. He was with he, Villa, he, I think. He was, and I was just about to say, he didn't do too well at Villa. So yeah. it would be interesting to see if he can, uh, you know, he can big himself up again back yeah. in the back in the the spotlight that is the Premier League. We've talked about Spurs, done absolutely nothing, so nothing. We'll, we'll move, move on from on. them. Uh, yeah. you, you want to go to Man City? Just Man City, uh, obviously breaking news today, uh, they signed Ga- from Bazanu has agreed a deal, uh, 350k, I'd imagine there's a fairly hefty sell-on fee in there now. Yeah. Um, Explain to people in case they don't know who he is. Uh, he's the 16-year-old, saved that penalty, that absolute cracking penalty from Kieran Sadler. <laughs> Uh, he just drilled the ball it was a great save now yeah. he's 16 kept clean, a clean sheet he's the only 70s keeper but he, he played about six. 6 games for the first team when they uh, were struggling with injuries and uh, you know, only twice I think with Shamacrow no yeah. I think he kept a clean sheet for his first 5 games he definitely no, kept no but you can see the 2 in the 6 games he played in uh, for the first, first Shamacrowers okay. yeah, so um, I think you, you were know, saying literally everybody put in bids so is that a move straight away or? Uh, no, it, I think it's a move in January yeah. but a lot of the other moves were when he does his leave insert next year. So if it is January, if it's not January, then it is yeah, next year when he summer. completes his leave insert. And then obviously the other one of note would be predominantly just Riyad Mahrez. Mahrez. And it's interesting because you know with Pep Guardiola, this, this is the difference between Manchester United and Man City. And I think it's a bit about discipline. With Manchester, with Manchester City, you know that if you don't play well, you're not in that team. Oh, Mahrez is not And you're possibly, yeah. out, you're possibly out of the club. Yeah. With Manchester United at the moment, you look at their, their back line, he's looking for a defender, yet they have about six or it's seven or six, yeah. defenders yeah. in that position. Yeah. So it shows you that the discipline that was there with Ferguson is gone. But Manchester City have that discipline because yeah. you know at City, you're gone if you don't perform. Like, That's I, it. I said it to a friend of mine at work today, uh, I know it's easier said than done it'll probably cost a hell of a lot of money but sure it'll probably cost them 80 million to buy one player yeah. and it's probably only half that if they were to get rid of him because even just a fresh manager and an approach could probably bring five or six of them players to life Yeah, yeah. if um, you know what I mean if all the rumours are true from the summer and a lot of these players are not happy uh, another sign in there I'm 90% sure it was for City yeah. <laughs> D- David Arzani from Melbourne City yeah it's there he's uh, absolutely cracking he is a right midfielder. And there was a possible loan deal to Celtic, Celtic straight yeah. off, wasn't yeah. there? I, I've i seen him play. Through. He is unbelievable. And he, he could easily, maybe not this season, but next season he could well challenge Riyad But Mahrez. I like the fact that they're using their sister clubs. Yeah. Like they're actually bringing them in because he came from Melbourne City and they're he owned. would have been well watched for a year or two. And yeah. Yeah, he can be one of us And now. you see, it's, a, it's an undisclosed fee from their sister. So it's probably yeah. just a, oh yeah. Yeah. I believe uh, Manchester United put a bid in for Golden today from Atletico Madrid and he said no but I believe the situation what happened was that and this is from Sky Sports that the agent the agent went a couple of days ago to Manchester United and told them that his the player was interested in going to Manchester United Manchester United then put a bid in and agreed the terms and all that sort of stuff with the player player's agent they went back to Atletico Madrid and got the contract. And got the contract. Played United for a fill. So it shows you there that there's a, lo- yeah, a lot of that um, going on ar- ar- around the board. Frey whoever. That's the only thing I can tell you about Man United, lads. His pronunciation is Frey uh, yeah. not Fred. We yeah. all call him Fred. But uh, that's all I can tell you. Is, and oh yeah, that goon, that is Paul Pogba. Uh, the only thing he's done in the last week or two is put up a video of his new haircut. So, Which yeah. one? Is it nice? Oh, who cares? Moving on. <laughs> Huddersfield Town. Huddersfield Town. They, um, it's, it 
They're tricky because Google hard. a lot of their signings. It's, it's, it's hard. Sobiot Stoke is fair enough. I yeah. know the name. Uh, and Benza, bit of a reputation in the French league as a winger. And then Congolo. They've got a lot of lads lot from of, Monaco. A lot, lot of French and German clubs that yeah. are coming in. So it's very hard to know what's going to happen. It's there. a very much. If they're acting like a gross from last season, you know, if they get two or three like 100%. that. 100%. Absolutely brilliant. Fulham. Fulham, I. I like yeah. Fulham. I think they've done a couple of nice little moves. Callum Chambers looked very ropey against Liverpool last year. That's the only thing I can remember about him. He had a nightmare of a game. Um, never know. It could be decent. I like Andre Shirley. I'd love to see him show up. I think it could be a very clever move. Uh, this guy, Jean-Michel uh, Jean Seri, had a big reputation. Oh, uh, yeah. And by all accounts, it's a very clever bit of business for Fulham. And then, obviously, Mitrovic. Um, did a good job with him last year. Mawson's come in from Swansea. They brought in some half-decent players that... And Joe. then this guy today from Marseille, Anguisa, not a clue. Yeah. 22 hey. million, a lot of money. Joe, Joe Bryan as well. You know, six yeah, million from Bristol City. That's good outside. Bristol yeah. had a good, I, good run last the, year. Like. The, the new boys coming up, they're, they're, they're in a good position. It and looks like three from last except year. Except for Cardiff. I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah, to yeah, say yeah, Cardiff yeah. are going to struggle. Yeah. Even Harry yeah. Arthur went, but I just and think they're going to struggle. Cunningham came in, which is... I, I am biased here, but Cunningham <laughs> has been their best signing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cunningham could win the Champions League and he wouldn't get a call up. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know. And then, um, yeah, Bobby Reid also. Arsenal, whatever about the signings, I think Emery is going to be a big difference. Just, I think that's a couple of extra points from a new system or I ki kicking what was already there up the arse. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think we'll, we'll just, we'll just kind of rounded off now yeah, yeah. because we know with Liverpool we talked about Liverpool Liverpool had done their business early I think the best part about Liverpool was that they did 20 or 48 hours after they lost the Champions League they Bang. got Fabiano in they did their business yeah. early and in my opinion they're going to challenge Man City for the league at the I moment I think they're the two that's yeah, in my opinion Chelsea I think Chelsea could be a bit of a surprise you know I'm sitting here, I'm not expecting much of them, but you know, they still do have a good yeah. squad there and yeah. they're like United. 100%. You can't write them off. 100%. Yeah. Okay, give us, I know we didn't touch probably on every club, but yeah, yeah. Dave, you give us your maybe winner of the league and maybe... The you still have to go with City. Three to go down on the win. Three to go yeah. down. You still have to go with City without a shadow of a doubt. I think Liverpool are, should be at the moment on paper and it's not to do with being a fan. Realistically, they probably are, especially with uh, quick pre-season form, which is never too much of an indicator, but they should be the one to challenge... Um, and then to go down, I would probably stick my neck out and say Huddersfield, Cardiff, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to um, plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> Glenn? Uh, winner, I'd, I'd go with City. You know, I think it would be tied for second and third between Chelsea and Liverpool. And going down, very similar, of Huddersfield, Cardiff, and I have Burnmouth to go down. Oh, I forgot Ooh. about Bournemouth. Well, Bournemouth or Southampton, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm going to go the same. It's very safe. <laughs> It's either City or Liverpool, so City are going to win it. My last very quick one, because we have to go. Is there anyone to break the top four from last year? The only team that I think are, have a chance of doing that are Arsenal. Yeah. I just think, because I think Everton might push it. I don't know if they're going to get, but Ooh, I think, I, I, I do think that Tottenham are going to struggle. And I'm going to say Cardiff, uh, Bournemouth and Southampton. Uh, we've had, it, like nearly everyone has said coming on the show today that they, they'd fancy a uh, 10th place. So, you know, who who is you know who's going to finish off the top half of the table? Who cares? <laughs> Hopefully Liverpool are miles away. That won't even care. Palace and Burnley too far up in the distance. Threads. I know there's a few people there hanging on for the Brexit special after this, so we'll get off the air. I'm going down to turf. <laughs> right, we'll talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed the show. See you now.